did I did feel like I needed to you know give a little PSA uh, of my experience. We come to this scripture in Numbers, and Moses has had it. He is tired of being a leader uh, of these people who seem to do nothing but complain. They want what they want when they want it, and in their current frustration, they're rewriting history. In Egypt, where they were slaves, um, they were worked to the bone, they were beaten, they were mistreated, they didn't have what they needed to live. But now, suddenly, they remember it being a place of where they had all the good food that they could want. The people are complaining because even though they've been taken care of, it's suddenly not enough for them. It's not the way they wanted to be taken care of. I love verse 4. Um, the rabble among them had a strong craving. There's just such poetic language in this as we talk about people wanting meat and not manna. The exchange between God and Moses just feels so relatable. God, have you led me to these people, this job, this family, and now you expect me to deal with, with this? Do you not love me? Take me now if this is my fate. God is angry but pushes back on God. Uh, but Moses pushes back on God. Why have you called me here to this? Why are you laying the burden of all these people on me? How am I going to fix this? Have you have you ever had one of those kind of conversations with God? <laughs> I know that I have, especially in the last couple of years. Um, God, you've led me to this place. I know you called me here. Why is this so hard? Where, where are you in this? There's another song in the movie, uh, Dear Evan Hansen, that is just in the movie and not in the show called The Anonymous Ones, and here's what it says. Never let you see the ache they carry, all of those anonymous ones, who never name that quiet pain they bury. So they keep on keeping secrets that they think they have to hide. But what if everybody's secret is that they have that secret side? And to know they're somehow not alone. Well, that's all they're hoping for. What if they didn't have to stay anonymous anymore? The parts we can't tell, we carry them well, but that doesn't mean they're not heavy. The parts we can't tell, we carry them well, but that doesn't mean they're not heavy. If I was writing this story with Moses, if I was in this interaction with Moses, I would say, all right, Moses, let's get a strategy here. I've called you and I'll equip you to fix all the things. We just, we just need the right strategy and some next steps. Um, let's do a little research, workshop some ideas and go for it. You've got this. But to my disappointment, that is not what God says. Um, I've just been kicked out. <laughs> Uh, uh, God says, uh, you are trying to do too much on your own. Let's call in some reinforcements. Really, let's call in some help and support. God says, you're getting tired. You're getting worn out. You cannot do this on your own. There are other people that can carry this load. We see God bringing people together over and over in Scripture God is a God of community. 
God does create a strategy, but it's a strategy to include other people. God tells Moses to bring 70 of the elders to come so that he can share the prophesying, share the leadership. Exodus 18 has a similar story. In this account, Moses' father-in-law visits and watches Moses listen to one problem after another. He has to, uh, one fight amongst uh, people after another, and he's giving his opinion about the way that things should go. Jethro, his father-in-law, tells him he's going to wear himself out that way. He tells him that he needs help, and so Moses follows his advice and lifts up other leaders. We have come to believe the lie in our culture that we can do this on our own. We wonder why we feel so overwhelmed with our schedules, with our lives, but we feel like it's our job to manage them on our own. Most of us work to make sure that we're not too much of a burden on other people. It's only a recent phenomenon in some cultures, like our own, that, that we live away from family that the parents of a child are expected to meet all the needs of house and family on their own. That was, and still in parts of the world, something a large family and community networks would just do naturally together. Older people did not have to worry whether they would have enough money and resources to care for themselves in old age. And let me say, I know this kind of communal idea of living uh, where everybody's up and everything is not utopia. <laughs> um, I just was saying yesterday how much I loved living alone in my own quiet house enjoying the fall day. But I do think that the alternative truth is that these neighborhoods um, throughout history developed ways to, to care for one another. Modern culture is bought into the idea that you have to do it all your own. We've not just lost the sense of being connected that requires us to care for others. In fact, we're often willing to help other people. What we may have lost touch with more is asking and being willing to share with others when we have need. We've lost touch with allowing ourselves to be cared for. We struggle with the ability to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be weak. American culture has popular theories about how to build a perfect life, write Kate's Bowler in her new book, No Cure for Being Human and Other Truths I Need to Hear. You can have it all if you just learn how to conquer your limits. There's infinity lurking somewhere at the bottom of your inbox or in the stack of self-help books on the bedside table. We are believers in the gospel of the hustle, the gospel of efficiency, and the gospel of time management. We are convinced that we need to just discipline ourselves into better routines. I'm a historian of self-help, so I've read hundreds and hundreds of these formulas. I sincerely tried to look at all the advice that I was getting. She's talking about when she had cancer. But the whole idea of a, a formula breaks down when it can't solve the problem of being a person. It doesn't solve the problem of pain. For example, the God of hustle, the more I worked, the more work I got. Even success looks like failure, and I was just trying to get to the end of the mythical workday. Well, maybe we should be better about it at church. We're often even worse. 
We're more willing to be honest with work friends than those at church. We're more willing to ask for help from our friends at school or on our teams than than being willing to ask for help and be honest with those in our youth group or Bible study. We avoid talking about what really matters because what if we just fall apart? And if there was anywhere we should be able to fall apart, it's at church. But somehow we have this belief that God expects us to be able to handle it all, to have it all figured out. We try to to brush away vulnerability and weakness, maybe because of our pride, maybe because of something that we learned along the way that God is only for the strong. There is no room for weakness and vulnerability in Christianity. But remember that child from our sermon, our scripture last week, that Jesus lifted up and, and put in the middle of the group? Speaking specifically about this church, Mosaic was started with the vision that this would be a place of authentic community and relationship. This would be the place where broken pieces, broken people, could come and be whole together. But we have to show up for each other. And we have to be willing to share and ask for help. We have to care and we have to risk that others will care about us. I'm going to read that again since I stumbled over my own line. We have to care and we have to risk that others will care about us. We have to be in genuine community with each other and that has been so hard in the last 18 months. I want to challenge you, challenge us, to be who we say we are. We can learn how to be in community with each other. Every minister that I talk with says they're facing a current challenge of really re-engaging their people. This is specifically challenging around getting volunteers and commitment to things, but there is this level of anxiety and being overwhelmed out there that we all feel, and it's seeping into how we are church together. We will only be able to go alone for so long until, like Moses, we're collapsing under the weight and wondering where God is. We have to be doing the hard and messy work of caring for each other. The thing about a mosaic is that if a piece is missing, the whole thing just doesn't look right. We know this mosaic right here will include different people in the future. It's included different people in the past. Some will be gone in the future, new will come, but at each new stage, we have to keep showing up and bringing our full selves, being vulnerable. That's the invitation this morning. The parts we can't tell, we carry them well, but that doesn't mean they're not heavy. As we close our time together this morning, we're going to do a little something different for our reflection activity. Um, I have small pieces of paper that then you can fold up. uh, You can even tear it into a shape if you want, but fold it up and and hide what's inside. Um, I'm going to use these to create a mosaic um, that we're going to use in worship over the next few weeks. Just as a reminder um, for being who we say we are, 
broken pieces coming together, being made whole. Um, on it, I would ask that, on this piece of paper, I'd ask that you would write something that you need to ask help for. What is one area that you just need to be honest, that maybe you just need to ask some help for? Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a person that you need to be more vulnerable with, need to be more honest with. You write that inside. What is the one area where you have been trying to do it yourself too long and you need to reach out and ask for some help? You need to rely on your community. Trying to play a song, sorry. <laughs> now we're a comedy of errors. Okay, I'll just scrap that.